Hello, and welcome to another episode of An Old Man and His Two Sons on this week's episode, entitled Six. All right. Uh, just six. No, no additional sixes. Because <laughs> we don't want it to be you know, misinterpreted as three sixes right. or the Antichrist. That's right. Although we may be talking about women today. Badoom boom. Oh, God. Right out the gate. <laughs> oh! Yeah. Our jump in for this one, to throw, throw him in the spot, is, is sure. Ethan, you saw Hello, Dolly yeah. the other day. Yeah. Um, which is a show from, what, like 1964? Yeah, four, five, five something like that. Uh, I think a little lighter, like six, seven, sixty-eight. Yeah, but it takes place in the end of the uh, end of the nineteenth century. Yeah. So I recently saw the stage production, and I had seen the movie before, but maybe it's just this new stage production's like highlighting it more. Maybe I just forgot it from the movie. But there <laughs> are several, there are a few songs dedicated to it, and there are several, sort of a major theme throughout the whole thing is uh, women, um, and it discusses women's suffrage because the play takes place in 1885. Okay. And yet this musical from the mid to late 60s Mm -hmm. was during another pivotal moment for civil rights, and it's interesting seeing it through multiple layers in in present day. Uh, And so repeated viewing of that adds like a different facet that may not have been initially intended on the... The main writing? Yeah, like one of the songs is it's, It Takes a Woman, mm-hmm. and it's a comical song, and it's not a very good song, but it, <laughs> the, the theme is, you know, it, uh, the, one of the characters is a man, and one of the main premises of his plot is he's trying to get a new wife, and, right. Hello, and Hello Dolly, Barbra Streisand in the movie, is a matchmaker. Exactly. And he sings a song about how it takes a woman to build a home to make the coffee, to do this other stuff. And it's supposed to be a comical song where it's like, oh, the 1880s were so crazy. <laughs> yes. And yet the song's through the lens of like the 60s. Mm-hmm. So there were definite, you know, progressive steps forward for, you know, uh, women, at least in America. But it's still interesting seeing it through the lens of now, you know. Right. And by now... Uh, do you think women are treated any better? I'd like than, to. I'd like to think so. Right. Uh, do you think they have a bigger voice? By the way, speaking as the old man, I uh, we don't make a lot of political statements, but I just want to say it's time for old men to get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I'm looking at the current situation that we're all. Living through, trying to survive, you know, and it's really unfortunate. And there's way the hell too many old white men in Georgia. <laughs> Not that I'm white, but I do want to make that point that they need to get away. And I understand. I can almost uh, hear our audience clapping. By the way, <laughs> well, I understand Ethan's. Uh, it's not a dilemma, but it is. It makes things fascinating mm-hmm. uh, in the fact that you look back on previous generations, and this is true of every previous generation, and you go, what the fuck did they know? <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of dumbasses. 
that, that's also part of it is I'm looking at it in this time period. I'm like, how are future generations going to look at the stuff that's coming out now? Are they also, I can almost guarantee, as you've just said, that they're going to go, what? I can't <laughs> believe people did that. Yeah. Uh, something not related to sexuality at all is uh, cigarette smoking. Uh, which is really strange now for me to watch because I like to watch old television shows that I'm familiar with and everybody smokes him. Uh, All the time. Andy Griffith, he was a smoker. Andy Griffith smoked? In yeah. the episodes of television. Uh, and it was known at the time, uh, it had just recently came out that it causes cancer. And... At that time, when I was a young man, the tobacco companies were all powerful, mm -hmm. and you would never think they would be in the situation that they're in now, where they are much less powerful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that holds hope uh, for society as a whole, in that it doesn't matter how big they are. Uh, a couple of others from when I was younger, the phone company. People were more terrified of the phone company <laughs> than they were of the police. What? What? <laughs> yes. Uh, because it was one central location, they could take your phone away, and you could not get a phone. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, if they like, got you your landline. Yeah, at landline. I saw a stand-up comic the other night, and she was talking about being an elder millennial. She was thirty-five oh, yeah. years old, and she said, "All right, kids, let's gather around the Instagram and let me tell you about the landline." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but people would lose their phones and be cut off from the outside what world. Is the phone company the mob? Like it was like the mob. Was it, it like was if, crazy. They, if they didn't like pay a bill and they would just take it all wholly away or, or like? Yeah, the well, they wouldn't just go along and say we don't believe in your political beliefs. <laughs> yeah. You lose know. your phone. That's it. No, you run up a big long distance yeah. bill. They would offer you a payment plan to pay uh -huh. it off. You didn't pay it off, your phone shut off. What a trip. Yeah, and now that is considered ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But at the time, that was a conscious threat, you mm -hmm. know, because people live by their phones. You have to remember, your mother and I had hey to deal with the party line, which oh. goes back even, you know, further. And what is the party line again? Party line is where you share a phone with another family. Oh. And you have different rings. Like, uh, in fact, your mom should be the one to tell you about a party line. She had one. But they were usually put in rural communities. And if the phone rang and went like, <laughs> ring, ring, that might be your house. But if the phone rang and it went, ring, ring, and there was a pause, mm -hmm. that was somebody else's house. And they need to pick up the phone. Huh. And you can watch whole movies that we enjoy, like Radio Days. Yeah. And people would listen in on the party line. Yes. Get the gossip I was wondering from the, if yeah, that. Okay. Exact same thing. But God, to get away 
from that uh, <laughs> and back to what we were talking about uh, is the mores of any particular time period are considered suspect mm-hmm. by the next serious group of change yeah. that happens. And it, it's just interesting to see how it starts to pile up and you see the layers of different eras. And it, it's always interesting seeing it in... Uh, yeah, because at about now, mm-hmm. time-wise, Hello, Dolly is was written originally and performed originally at about the same amount of time, almost, the amount of same time from now yeah. as it is from the period of time it's taking place. Right. A, right. a prime example, not to, not to keep going back to media specifically, but Mad Men is what I was thinking of. Or everybody smokes. Everybody smokes. Exactly. Drinks. Yeah, the landline. Um, no, <laughs> they, that's right. I don't know if they had party... Maybe they had party lines. Oh, I'm certain yeah. they did. Yeah. Um, so it's... That that was one of the prime examples I was thinking of while I was watching the show. So I was like, this was during Mad Men's time. I feel like they even talked about Hello Dolly at one point. Huh. Not, they may have. It was a huge Broadway show. Yeah. Um, and the on. odd thing now is the technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That y'all are so adept at mm-hmm. uh, with these little computers that you carry around in your pocket. And so frustrating for you. Uh, y'all have graciously not done this to me. Uh, and you wouldn't have to do it to your mom because <laughs> she's uh, uh, Technolo- technologically proficient. Yeah. Uh, but you don't get frustrated with me and just snatch the phone out of my hand and go, no, Dad, you do this, oh, and then God. hand it back to me. Yeah. Which is great. Uh, but it's also eerie just how much you can do yeah. with the phone. And since you grow up in that technology, mm-hmm. y'all are actually... Uh, better suited to speak on this because y'all do remember landlines. Yeah, that that's also in a word that we have not said a lot in this podcast, even as we've gotten fu- further into it. Is one of the defining elements of of this of the millennial generation is that they're supposed to they're the one that's supposed to remember a period of time before you had internet everywhere and cell phones in the pockets and you know the computers that you take everywhere. The computer wasn't a absolutely necessary part of the home yet. Yeah. As it is now. That's true. Because I remember the landline. I remember the period of time when we had all of it. Yeah. Where I had like my first cell phone and we had a computer that yeah. you get on the internet with, with a dial-up modem, mm-hmm. and we still had a landline phone that yeah. had sat on our counter. And right, yeah. And as time has gone on, just in the relatively short period of time I have been on the earth, mm-hmm. that it's gotten to the point now that they will just throw a landline at you. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. sign up for like any sort of, of media communication, whether cable internet or... Uh, satellite television or, or mm-hmm. cable television and they're like hey for like two dollars please <laughs> yeah. we'll give you this landline come right. for the free phone book yeah and <laughs> when we try to get rid of our landline originally they go well if you had, if you dial 911 they won't be able to find you <laughs> oh my god that's, that's like such a threat <laughs> it was it was supposed to make us scared because we're older and hell I didn't know if they could buy me or not not that I want to call 911 right <laughs> but to get back 
to what Ethan was <laughs> talking about uh, with uh, women, the way the roles of women have changed, and this is really screwed that three men are talking about this. <laughs> I do uh, want the self-awareness to be stated. Yeah. Yes. And that, um, you know, women went through the suffragette movement, and people always portray it as like, oh, look at those silly women. But there was some hard-fought battles for this. Yeah. Uh, and then in the 60s, represented another time period, like you said, where there was this assertion. And then the Equal Rights Amendment came out. Yeah. Now, to really link this back to the 60s, the Equal <laughs> Rights Amendment, yeah. this is mid-70s, is just about to get confirmed. Mm. Now think about what? that. This is something that was supposedly dead in 75, and a lot of women, specifically a woman named Phyllis Shapley, campaigned hard against the Equal Rights Amendment. And she was a woman. And she, with Phyllis, I guess that was obvious. <laughs> but, uh, um, and she campaigned so hard, and it was a big debated subject, and you would try to convince people of a certain age that were used to the conventional roles of women in the household, yeah. and they're convinced that, oh, you know, it's just going to tear down their world. Yeah. Uh, because the best way to influence people you know, it's a play on their fears. Yeah. Um, but within the last month, Virginia has before its state legislature um, a, I guess it would be a bill or an mm -hmm. addendum, that they are going to confirm the Equal Rights Amendment. So this piece of legislation... What? It was passed back then and just... No! No? It was never passed oh. because so many people... You see, guys think the oh. Equal Rights <laughs> Amendment no. has been passed. No, no, I never thought it was. I thought it was brought up enough times that they just went like, you can't bring this up anymore. They did do that, but they had... Uh, there was some loophole, as there are tons of loopholes. That's why our current president will probably never go to jail. Um, <laughs> as, yes. <laughs> but uh, it has remained barely alive through what is now, I'm talking 76. 76? So we're looking at. 42 years. Oh my mm -hmm. God. That's a half a century that some, on something that should be obvious. Yes. It that, should not have taken until no. 76. <laughs> no. No. And it's crazy, but it doesn't get the publicity. But Virginia mm -hmm. has it on their docket to confirm the Equal Rights Amendment finally. <laughs> In the new millennium, yeah. which is now 18 years. Fiction to be 19, 19. years old. Sad. It is. Now, <laughs> it is sad. It's sad. <laughs> Since that is so depressing, <laughs> Ethan has a little bit of good news about I do. Yeah. Let me find a name specifically. The other thing I wanted to throw out is I feel in the, the veil of time, when people talk about the suffragette movement, it's portrayed in unfairly in history books like it was a 
uh, like a bunch of women came out and just said, we want to vote. And everyone's like, Ugh, okay. Like it was like this easy conversation. Like there were people like who wanted to like kill these women because yeah. mm-hmm. they wanted to vote. Like it's never been easy to get more for, for ladies, for women uh, to get rights and access. It's never been something that's just been given to them as evident by the Equal Rights Amendment being... Uh, yeah, uh, Which, around. And uh, by saying this, again, three guys, we don't want to portray women as weak. No. We have a very uh, strong woman in this household, in their households. Yeah. Uh, it's like, not like we're walking around going... Oh, honey, bring me a beer and a steak. Oh, Jesus every, that I would... think every wife involved here would get a nice big chuckle out of that. <laughs> that would be the funniest thing I have ever said. <laughs> but so a bit of good news, and and it's things like this that I think will will help seal the deal a bit more, to where it, we won't need to be having conversations like this and uh, people won't have to fight for these rights because they will be just a part of the fabric of society. Um, in, uh, in the Capitol building in Washington, D.C., they have the National Statutory Hall Collection, mm-hmm. and each state gets to send two statues that's part of this collection, and the state decides which statues they're going to send. Mm-hmm. So obviously, uh, and D, uh, Washington D.C. also gets a statue, which I think is cool. Uh, who do you think is the Washington D.C. statue? By is, the it, way? is it George Washington? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I it's forget. Say rocks. Frederick Douglass. Ah, oh, So Florida, our two statues are John Gorey, who was a physician, scientist, and inventor of mechanical cooling. Oh, oh, humanitarian. Oh, from Apalachicola. Yes. Yeah. We have been to his little museum. Yeah. Oh. Have I gone? Did no. we go? Oh, dang. Well, I'm gonna. Yeah. The second statue was Edmund Kirby Smith, who was a Civil War general who fought in Mississippi, <laughs> a Confederate Civil War general. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it was decided in 2018 that his statue would be replaced by the African-American civil rights activist and teacher, Mary McLeod Bethune. Oh, Mary Bethune! Yeah. Uh, Bethune Kirkman. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> and it's just little things like that that I think they're ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, they're meaningless. It's a statue in a hall. But it's things like that. It has the meaning that you attach to it. Yeah. And I think that it's cool that the states are at least getting to the level to where they're going, okay, let's have some... <laughs> some diversity. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not just for diversity's sake, but actually that represent the very best of that state that don't have to be Civil War generals or... Oh, uh, any generals. So, yeah, at all. That's not elected leaders, that they're citizens that are mm-hmm. um, represented. Yeah, and it brought about positive change. Yeah. Because as much as you may like it, war ain't a good thing. No, it's not. I mean, war. (laughs) (laughs) What is 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 it good for? for? What is it good for? (laughs) Absolutely nothing! nothing. (laughs) Say it again, (laughs) y'all. That's as good a place as it (laughs) is.
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of An Old Man and His Two Sons. If you have a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, please email us at oldman2sons at gmail.com or we can be found on Twitter at oldman2sons. Ha, ha, ha.